this And maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this And see what's behind Got no way to prove it So maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Welcome to Manga Mavericks at Movies, the show where we talk smack about movies. And we're still going with this catchphrase after nine months of trying to come up with a better catchphrase. But I don't know, we're just rolling with it. Just like how we keep recording podcasts that we don't put out. And we put out out of order when they do come out. But whatever, it is just how the show works now. And sometimes... I mean, hopefully, if this all goes according to plan, but who knows? Who knows if it'll come out before this one? I don't know when these come out. It's like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Neutron had a storyline, and the Nickelodeon kept airing it out of order, despite this entire season having a storyline. It was very confusing, yes. Oh, that's us now. That's our lives. There's a storyline here. We're like... There literally is a storyline in these podcasts that we've developed through the Hayao Miyazaki episodes where we're unraveling the, the drug conspiracy undertones in Miyazaki's films. It's all part of the, it's all part of the establishment's conspiracy to create more Elliot Roger clones. I don't know about seven years, <laughs> Corey in the house. It was eight years, <laughs> and now the audience won't get this because they won't have listened to the Spider-Man episodes. They they won't know this part of the storyline that we're developing here. Monkey Jones is a sexy individual, and you should all subscribe to his channel. Subscribe to. Monkey Jones! Because uh, wasn't he in Helsing abridged? I don't know. I swear I to God. I think he was. Yeah. So I swear to God, somebody that sounded exactly like him was yelling in the background of Helsing Ultimate Abridged. Huh. Well, it was weird. It had the same voice inflections and everything. But were they screaming about Barack Hussein Obama? <laughs> I don't know, but I think they said something about Elliot Roger! <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we all know, Monkey Jones masturbates to Elliot Roger. He's got a little waifu pillow up him. He he does. <laughs> While he plays the Cory in the House theme song in the background. It's so sad. Just imagine him whacking his dick off to the beats of Cory in the House. Cory, Cory, Cory in the House! It's about it every week, baby! <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't parties every week that are going to be on your television every Friday night on ABC, (laughs) the best night for television. Wait a minute, isn't this a movie podcast? Why are we talking about a TV show? Oh, wait, they showed the first two episodes in theaters as a promotional stunt. And so that's how we're justifying this episode, that I guess. literally only worked for Doctor Who. I, I can't name any other television show that's ever worked for. It did not work for this show, I'm telling you, because the box office returns were awful. Oh, God. Simply yeah. awful. Like, in our showing, there's like... Two other people besides us. Yeah. Can you guess, audience, what show we could possibly be talking about? I mean, you don't have to guess, because you'll know based on the episode title. 
So let's come right out and say it. It's Naruto. Oh, yes! <laughs> it's Boruto's dad, the animated series. <laughs> I, I, I honestly wish, I, I honestly wish there's, so, there's less filler in, in your average Naruto episode. There's more character development in your average Naruto episode. And even in the fucking Boruto television show, where there's no... Were they, I, have they gotten to the manga, like like any chapter of the they manga? They adapted the, the Seven Chokagans Scarlet Spring arc, which was ten chapters and took place before the Boruto movie. The pacing was kind of shit, though, from what I saw. Really? I From what I saw, it was really well animated. It was well animated. Oh, it was well animated. But I tried watching the first two episodes and it just felt really slow. Hmm. I mean, that's Toei's modus operandi. But yeah. Not Toei, Perot. Oh, Perot, Toei. <laughs> they both did. I'm so used to making fun of both of them. It Aren't doesn't... you going to be excited for the Black Clover anime? The Black Clover anime looks good, though. It does it uh... really? Yeah, it looks pretty, Sid. It looks it, pre- it looks pretty and nothing else. I mean, it'll only be 13 episodes, so maybe nothing it'll... will be dragged out. Maybe but it's going to be like you know, the Yona of the Dawn adaption and actually be good. Ha! Maybe things being good. Actually, okay. Basically, my point was even Studio Perot has more respect for their source material than Marvel Studios does. Yeah, yeah. What they did to the Inhumans was simply inhuman. inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> it would be inhuman to force anybody to watch this. Bollocks! Dad, this is such an inhuman way of killing someone, subjecting them to the inhuman. Oh! <laughs> Why do I associate with you people? Because I'm your brother, and uh, he's your best friend. No. He's my femboy. <laughs> I'm his femboy and on and off sex slave. No, that's Ivan. And that's why I said on and off. We don't want to hear about your sex slides on this podcast. Why not? <laughs> Next time on the Ass Rape Podcast. That oh, is a no. not a good thing to say. This will get flagged on YouTube if you use such crude language. Oh, dear lord. Next We're going to lose the, the ad revenue. Gonna, next time, I'm going to put something up your butt on Willingly Podcast. <gasps> oh, that's, that's just might fly. Hey, guys, want to hear my favorite word and derogatory term to refer to people of the African-American race? No. But don't you guys want to get a lot of controversy? Chocolate and- boys? <laughs> But guys, we could be just like PewDiePie! PewDiePie ruining YouTube for everyone! All the content creators getting demonetized thanks to him and the Wall Street Journal. Well, actually, it's just, it's part of a large-scale conspiracy by the Washington Post, and I wish I was slightly making any of that up. Yeah. Washington Post really, really wants every, really, 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 really wants to be relevant. The poor babies. Poor babies. <laughs> well, I don't feel bad for them because now they're making it hard for people to make money off of YouTube, which is <laughs> a terrible thing. We are almost at the threshold where we could get monetization on our videos. Yeah. But we'll make less than a 1% of 1% of a penny. Hey-oh! For every view. Oh boy! Wait, every year? I can't. No, for every view. Oh, okay. I was like, but like every year, that would probably be that might just amount to ten percent of ten percent of one cent. 
Yeah. I expect my little sliver of copper. Uh, um, <laughs> it's uh, sometime. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll just that. put it in a plastic, small plastic bag and just ship you. Yeah, just you send, yeah. Yeah. Send, send a microscope too so I can see what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, you This too. is point zero 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 percent off from my putt. <laughs> guys, why would you do this to me? Okay, we should probably talk about the Inhumans. Yeah, Marvel's... Gosh darn, what did I just say about language? God, and I want to get down the monetization isn't going to happen, you loser. Oh, no. Well, I'll give up on that. Let's just talk about this terrible show that was originally going to be a movie because Marvel really wanted to push this, and they had plans for this ever since 2011. And then in 2014, they said, hey, we're going to do Inhumans as part of Phase 3, and we're going to put it out in 2018, and we think this is going to be a franchise in of itself, and it'll have this sprawling universe in of itself within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because Inhumans is such a great franchise that everyone cares about. And and so then they introduced Inhumans and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and made the entire show about that, I guess. I don't know. I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, didn't, I don't Why care. Why do people watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, but they I guess... Because they wanted to see the actual Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like Dum Dum. And then they're not even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. Yeah. They're not even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. But I mean, they weren't even in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think they were in a background cameo on Agent Carter once. That was a pretty good show for a season. And then uh... they canceled it. For the Inhumans! Yay! <laughs> a masterpiece show. Yeah, but then, yeah, so in 2016, they decided for whatever reason, and eh, we don't, we're not gonna do Inhumans as a film, and then they got into the talks with ABC about what new Marvel shows they would be willing to do after they canceled Agent Carter and passed on Marvel's Wilson Wanted. And so then they were like, let's do Inhumans because that'll tie into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because that show really gets good ratings. I mean, they keep renewing it, so it's I'm assuming assuming it gets good ratings then, right? Bonicula got renewed. Bonicula got renewed? Yeah, Bonicula got renewed. Yeah, wow. but that's, like, different, <laughs> because there's probably other factors involved there. I guess. Yeah. Right. When, do they, when does Cartoon Network even air Benicula? I think Marvel is trying to track us down and stop us from talking smack about Inhumans. Either that, or Miyazaki is finally making his move to prevent us from unraveling more of his conspiracy. I think that's why there were so many fire trucks and police cars and, like, ambulances last night around here. But they got the wrong house. Yeah. They yeah. hunted down the wrong house. Dang it, Miyazaki. <laughs> Just Just end yeah. their lives. <laughs> I can take over this podcast. It will be mine. And then you'll talk about Sonic comics. I'll talk about Sonic comics all day, every day, even if they're canceled. <laughs> IDW has it now. I mean, the original ones are canceled. Oh, IDW's yeah. not gonna make new ones until 2018. So once you once you guys are dead and firebombed, I can just talk about nothing. Well, what It'll about be like Seinfeld? <laughs> the podcast about nothing, like all podcasts. Hey, okay. or Mega sixty four, which I love. I was watching an Aquabat Super Show episode, and they had Mega sixty four guys in in there like a few million times, and it was hilarious. <laughs> they were advertising a uh, bag of um of, of hand moisturizing gel. It I, was great. I miss that show. 
I miss it so much. It was so good. There was nothing bad in it. I have never... There's not a bad line, not a joke that didn't hit home. It was so good. Jimmy's baby chicken. It was so good. (laughs) It was Jimmy's baby. Why couldn't they see that? (laughs) I had a little body. I, okay, I, ha- I have more feelings for Jimmy the Robot's baby chicken than literally anything in the Inhumans show. Yeah, but Medusa but... getting your hair cut off was so emotional. Because they totally had the budget to, you know, show her actually doing anything with her hair. So, you should probably introduce the Inhumans as characters. I think I'll do that, because I... Because um, you've actually read Inhumans uh, yeah, comics. Yeah, 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 I've actually read the... I've read, I've, I haven't read much. I've only read their appearances in the Fantastic Four. But if you only watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you watch the movies, you're not going to know what the hell the Inhumans actually do. Because yeah, they don't actually they're do not a, actually the Inhumans. Yeah, they're not actually the Inhumans. They don't do a they don't do a good job of explaining what the hell any of them do. So the Inhumans are a group of characters. They've been around technically since Captain America number one, published in nineteen forty something. No, nineteen thirty something. Oh, hey, it's the doorbell. Well, that's something. Hello. Who are you? Uh, why aren't you speaking? Why are you just standing there in the doorway, dressed in that terrible... What are you even wearing? Hey, hey, you can't come in my house. No. No. No, stay out there. You, you don't come into your house without permission and without telling me who you are. I don't understand your sign language. Is that even American sign language? How am, I don't understand what you're saying right now. Look, I'm sorry. If you're here to sell me something, I, I don't want anything. I don't want to be a part of your crazy cult or whatever. Just, just, just leave. I, I don't, I don't care. Are you, are you threatening me right now? What, what are you doing? Oh, finally, you're gonna open your mouth. Okay. Tell me who you are! Smash! Well, it's a good thing I ducked. I'm going to close the door now. Goodbye. Okay. Alright, so... It, um, in something called Tuck the Cave Boy, which was a backup feature in the comic, they mentioned there's a group of homo superiors, well, not actually the um, homo superiors, those would be the X-Men, technically, that lived in this super ultra-advanced society that was closed off from pretty much any part of prehistoric Earth. That's where the Inhumans live, and they're ruled over by their King Black Bolt, who's a pretty cool dude who has got this little horn thingy-majig that looks like a tuning fork on his head that can get, that can grab the electrons from the air, and, and he can use it to enhance his bodily abilities, so his punches can be almost as strong as those of the Thing, or uh, you can fly about as fast as Johnny Storm, stuff like that. His his queen is Medusa. She's a super cool, super rad Jack Kirby girl. That, that if you ever read any Jack Kirby comics, you probably know what a Jack Kirby girl is. They wreck shit and don't give a shit. I love them. Her major power is that she has elastic, grabby hair that she uses to defeat her foes. Uh, her first appearance, like as a character, 
was uh, with uh, was with the wizard Paste Pot Pete and the Sandman, um, in which the fiendish four attempted to kill the Fantastic Four <laughs> once and for all. And they had recruited Medusa because they found her on a deserted island, and they're like, "Hey, want to do this?" She's like, "I, I guess so." <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Yeah, she, uh, after you know, r- ripping her way through the French Legion, um, they're like Sacre Blue, and she's just throwing them <laughs> off. Of, she's just throwing <laughs> them off of the island, like get out of my house. Why was she fighting the French Legion? I don't know. The wizard was um, working with the French Legion for some reason, and then she, they, then they came across Medusa, and Medusa's like, get off my island. And they're like. Oh! Well, what was she doing on the island? Why was she deserted there? Shh, 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 don't, don't, don't question it. <laughs> it's the 60s, man. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah? So in the Inhumans comics, is Medusa's hair just supposed to be like actual hair? Yeah. Okay. Because right, okay, I guess it just looked really dumb in this then. It, yeah, it just looked really, really dumb. It's just her hair. Like she just she just can use it to grab people and throw them and stuff. And now she took down like. The entire Fantastic Four, and it was cool, but then the Fantastic Four beat them up, and that was a thing. Did they shave her head? Oh, yes! Yes, they did! They shaved her head, and she was like, as for some reason, even though they were shaving her hair from the back, her hair fell across her face! <laughs> cinematography! What the hell is that? That's what we needed those IMAX dollars for. Oh, yes, we needed 3D Ultra Mini Golf hair. Oh, just my, my other... I'm sure IMAX yeah. is super proud of their investment in this series. Honestly, like, their first and Investment in a television show. Super successful. Bang. Honestly, like, seeing this in IMAX is also just kind of shit at the theater we went to, because that's, like, the IMAX theater now at the AMC that we're at is, like, the shittiest theater now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the only one that doesn't have, like, the really comfortable seats to yeah. recline and no stuff. Yeah, that's because 3 that's because yeah. 3 is a meme and it's dying. Oh, yeah, this movie wasn't even in 3D, though, which was strange. Yeah, it wasn't. But there was 3D showings, wasn't there? No, there wasn't. Oh, seriously? What the fuck? 3D's kind of dead. Even, like, Spider-Man was in IMAX, but not in 3D. Okay, I'm pretty sure there was 3D uh, Spider-Man showings. What were there? There were, there, yeah. I, there were at um uh, a, at a theater I went to with Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever, 3 d There down. might have been 3D for this, but... No one cares about 3D. It. Yeah, it, nobody makes 3D TVs anymore. So yeah. Yeah, it's all about them high quality 4K TVs. All right, now who is that? Why, why does wait, this podcast wait, wait, keep getting interrupted? No, it's me. No, I'm coming. Yeah, it's fine. You shoved me down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's open the door here. Oh, hey, Maximus. How you doing? Um, how do you know who I am, human? I am from the moon! Maximus, what are you doing here? How do you know who I am? Speak! Um, um... I don't know, because you have a shitty TV show. Did Black Bolt send you here? Are you an inhuman who has been living on Earth to spy on me from a distance? No, but Black Bolt's a shitty character too. Character? He is your king, or was your king, for I, Maximus, am now your king! What are you even gonna do to me? You don't have, like, fucking powers. I can still shoot you. Okay. Don't shoot me. Then tell me, where is Black Bolt? 
I don't know, somewhere up his own ass like this show. What show are you talking about? Are the cameras on me? Did Black Bolt bug me? <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing! I will kill you if you don't answer. Okay, maybe you should go ask Iron Fist. He probably knows. And where does he live, this Iron Fist? New York? New York. And where is this New York? Uh, just keep going, like, uh, northeast. I don't fucking know. Just get out of my house. Very well, human. But I warn you. If this Iron Fist does not have the information I am looking for, I, Maximus, the new king of Inhumans, will return and destroy you personally. Yeah, good luck with that. Alright. So yeah, we did, we got interrupted again, but talking about Medusa and shit. But yeah, that's, that's something. And there's this dude, I don't actually remember his name because I... Honestly, haven't read too much, and he wasn't a very central character. But he's a pressure pointy man, as I call him, because he finds pressure points in things, and he chops them, and then they break. Yeah, I didn't understand how that power worked at all. Yeah, they did not communicate well, because in the show, it's like he can see different paths of, like, impossibilities of something that can happen, and then he can rewind time to go the correct possibility. So it's, like, really weird. Think of, um, it's a Moody Blues combines with Vites Duster combined with, uh, to come up with the Iron Man arm, the interior of the Iron Man armor. That's, that's what it is in the show, but in, in the comics it's just... He is pressure pointy man. He looks at the pressure point, he pushes the pressure point, and it explodes. Yeah, his Yay. name is Karnak. Yeah, Karnak. There he we go. can see the fault in all things, avoiding errors. You're already dead. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. I like him a lot. There's Gorgon, who is the who is the goaty goat man, who can make little earthquakes with his hoofs. First thing he did was throw a temper tantrum and threaten to destroy all of New York, because the Fantastic Four kind of technically had um, Medusa in custody, and he's like, stop that! <laughs> and then they're like, don't, don't, don't kill New York, please! <laughs> and, then, and then afterwards, everybody, Karnak and um, Crystal and pretty much everybody else were like, stop that shit, dude. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's Crystal, who in the comics is so far pretty useless, but apparently she becomes a really good, interesting character. Her whole purpose is to be a love interest for Johnny Storm. And also to put crystals on things and um, change the molecular structure and stuff to have crystals on them to slow them down. Basically turn you, you into a giant piece of rock candy. And in the show, she has the power to control the elements. Shit, totally like fuck? her comic power. Yeah, because that, that, we totally got that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Crystals and elements. Crystals. She didn't even do anything with the elements in the show. Yeah, she, did, she just formed crows <laughs> things. So that's kind of a. She, she she made crystals like oh, okay, on yeah, the body. Yeah. Like she didn't freeze them. She put like legitimate crystals on the bodies of people once, and then for some reason she could never do it again, even though the situation was the exact same. Yeah. And then there's Lockjaw, 
Like, who's a doggo with, with cute horns? He's, a, he's like a, like, a think of a little, of a, of a cute little, little, little boy with horns. And, and nothing can escape his jaws once he clamps down on them, and also he can teleport between dimensions because he's awesome. He's locked Teleporting Dogo. He's awesome. He grabbed Johnny Storm out of the air once, and Johnny's like, holy heck! Ah! <laughs> Although it's very strange that a dog has the inhuman's gene. Uh, yes, it's, it's explained in the comics and that, like, basically when anything's born, they just kind of genetically alter them. It's, it's basically Gattaca. As in, these proto-humans evolved early into Homo sapiens, developed a culture and civilization, and discovered gene sequencing and found a way to just basically make designer babies. And that's what the inhumans are. They're just Homo sapien designer babies. And mm. they did that with some dogs and some other animals because it's fun. Because yes. it, because because it, it, why not? Why have a dog when you could have a teleporting super dog? Because <laughs> he's cuter and awesomer. Yeah, it's good. It's some. It's some, the ethnically superior dogo. And um and all these humans guys uh got tired of their extreme uh, um effort attempted coup d'état by Black Bolt's brother Maximus and decided to escape their their giant future past city and just just uh, just kind of hang out with the humans and mm-hmm. um lay low. They couldn't they couldn't tip off the humans to their existence, but just kind of lay low in the human world except for Medusa and Gorgon because they're fun. <laughs> Were the Inhuman Royal Family as alien and obtuse to normal social conventions as they are in the show? Um, what's interesting in the comic that they were first introduced in is that they were, is that, um, a lot of the time they were playing off of the Silver Surfer, whose major, major thing when he was introduced was how absolutely alien he was to every custom, and like, while the Inhumans were trying to get out of their prison in the negative zone, there was a story running concurrently about um, the thing um, having a battle with the Silver Surfer because this, he thought that the Silver Surfer was attempting to steal his uh, girlfriend Alicia, and the Silver Surfer was like, "What? What is this? What are you doing? Please stop! Stop this! I am literally bending the elements themselves to my whims. Mm-hmm. Stop punching me!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so of course they were very, very, very inhuman. But the whole point of their characters as part of their first arc was realizing that, hey, oh wait, we are literally the same things as humans except we're also designer babies. We're not even different. Human beings have evolved to the homo sapi- to be homo sapiens. We're, we're not different than them. Oh, d- oh geez, oh dang. They all, they have the same emotions as humans. They have kind of the same social norms and conventions as humans. Uh, like, Gorgon is very, very, very over emotional and prone to violence. Karnak is a bit more logical, but also um, very over-emotional and devoted. Yeah, they're, they're people, and Maximus is fucking nuts. He wants to make sure that the inhuman society never integrates with the society of Homo sapiens, and he wants everybody to be his friends forever. This is the total opposite of his motivations in the show, where he wants to integrate inhuman and human society. Despite them living on the fucking moon! Yes. <laughs> Which happened later in the comics, but not earlier. Because yeah. starting your shit on the fucking moon acts. Yeah, apparently the Inhumans have been living on the moon for thousands of years, so... Plot How twice. the fuck did they get up there? Oh, no. How did they develop 
similar social customs yet somehow not know uh, obvious social customs like exchanging money for goods and services because that makes oh we, oh and um of, of course we uh they they totally were able to grow food on the moon how can they speak english how the heck can uh, yeah yeah how does black bolt speak als Hi, i mean they invented a completely different sign language system for him in the show apparently but it still the- begs the question of like again how can they speak like perfect normal english mm-hmm. just like anyone else in the western spe- english speaking world that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird, especially considering that they've never been anywhere ever. Oh, and also, how come there's so many things composed of things that are not moon rock? Because it's the moon. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly like it's, like it's got a bunch of different elements on it. It's the moon. Have they been mining Earth for resources? I, I mean, how did they they've get the... They've been using the power of moon rooms. Of, of course, of course. They've been using the Japanese to do it. Yeah. Look, why 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 does uh, Karnak come off as a bit more of an Asian stereotype than he does in the comic books where he literally where everything was a stereotype and he was introduced to the same issue as a guy named Wyatt Wingfoot who was a Native American because because know. all Asian people are great at kung fu oh God what what's her face in Iron Fist what's her face <laughs> this has the same producer as Iron Fist same showrunner same showrunner yeah. yeah so we, we you can expect the highest quality the highest attention to detail and absolutely great racial sensitivity because we, we when when we take Jack Kirby creations that were created with um, they're created to be absolutely radical and um, with the help of his of, of his uh, racially diverse group of friends, uh, we need to make sure that they have none of the original sensitivity that, that went into their creation. We gotta make everything, friggin' everything, racist, but also not at the same time, <laughs> because we don't want... I, I don't know how the heck the guy does it. In addressing racial issues, he makes things more racist. How does he do it? I don't know. So the showrunner for this show is Scott Buck, who, yeah, as Luke's we mentioned... Scott, but- <laughs> Previously did Iron Fist, and before that was a writer for Dexter for much of its run, but became the showrunner in its sixth and final season. Oh, that's why that season sucks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it seems like this guy has done decent writing work on other shows, but when he's taken over the position of showrunner, uh, it seems like all of his shows do not turn out. The best. You'd think after three tries, no one would let him do this. Well, the like problem him. here was that they were making Inhumans at the same time as Iron Fist, and by the time Iron Fist came out to predominantly negative reviews, you know, Inhumans was still in production, and wrapping up production, it's not like they can immediately like, oh, uh, we need to fire this guy and uh, completely change the show. No, because they already had that September premiere date and IMAX theatrical release schedule, so they had to continue with it. So, look how much good all those years of production did. Yeah. They, better, yeah. they better fire him. 
for uh, they said they had such high hopes for the humans. They thought the Inhumans theatrical release will spark so much buzz, get so much eyes on the screen, what? and well, I don't know how the ratings are going to turn out, but clearly ABC isn't confident in it if they're airing it at Friday nights. And that was like, and that air date was announced before the thing hit theaters. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about this is that even though for something that's supposed to generate buzz and hype. There's almost no fight scenes whatsoever. There's none. Of, the characters don't use any of their inhuman powers at no. all, um, except in very, 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 very short, overdramatic scenes where you can barely see what they're doing because they obviously don't have. They either don't have the budget to do any of their powers, or they don't care enough to do any of their powers because. Instead, Screw you. Medusa because... fighting people with her hair was hilariously bad. Oh my god. Oh god. The, the, she literally fought three guys in, in like a slow motion scene <laughs> reminiscent of the Batman 60s show. But while the Batman 60s show at least had realistic, like, punches, kind of, you, you can kind of see the fist connect. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, oh, that guy was probably punched. But why are they all just running at the dude? No, it's three people that are running at her and she just literally stands there. And bad CGI, <laughs> badly dyed hair rushes at them. Uh, like like one of them just winds up in a, like the most obvious, awkward, open position you possibly can make. I, th- I don't remember what the other, the second one does. And the third one just stands there waving his nightstick like he's trying to ward off Satan or something. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> really obvious fake fighting, and the fact that you know that her hair is like total CG just does not make it convincing. And it looks so goofy the way she's spinning around and her hair is like flying. Well, she's not people. spinning around; she's just standing there like a moron. Yeah, but the hair is like spinning around, mm-hmm. and, and it looks really dumb. Like in the like, uh, um, like her entire costume looks like a bad cosplay. It looks really gaudy. Her mm-hmm. like purple. You know, it dress, looks like a shitty Starfire cosplay. It does. It does, and which is her and like, there's no consistency with her costume because originally, like, you know, the window, you know, the boob window, the boob window, you know, on her dress is like straight down vertical, mm-hmm. but like after her hair gets cut off, it shifts to like the left and becomes like the side her, boob window. Yeah, yeah, it's like. How did that happen? How did her, how did that her dress change like that? Was no one paying attention to this detail? No, nobody was because nobody cared. And she's the only person in a gaudy costume. Well, the rest of them have those uh, have those uh, those terrible. Um, oh, guys, we're doing a superhero show, but we've updated the costumes so they're not stupid and gaudy. I so don't like know, Black Bolt's costume looked kind of bad. Leather. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's either nondescript, like, leathery stuff, or just gaudy awfulness. Yeah. Which m- makes absolutely no sense. And they seem to have references to the original costumes in these statues that are lining the throne room of Black Bolt, but they obviously aren't at the same time, because I don't remember Black Bolt having Dr. Midnight's from DC's cape. <laughs> I, 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 I just don't. He's, he's doing the same pose as Dr. Midnight does in everything he's ever in, and I'm like, okay, is that a reference to a D-list DC hero? What am I looking at here? It's just bad. Oh, and uh, Medusa's hair. It's so badly dyed. I... I have yeah. seen better dye jobs done by kindergartners making Halloween costumes. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. Um, let's see, Black Bolt's uh, Scream, which 
I don't know if later he, his scream becomes a thing in the comics, but um, so as far as I've read, Black Bolt lost his voice during Maximus's coup d'état, and the only time he's ever screamed that's ever done anything was when he was um, trying to turn his body into basically a living bomb to try to blast his way out of the negative zone, but the pain was way, way, way too much for him, um, and he did a scream-ish thing. The, um, uh, he, he let out basically an audible burst of electrons that's, that stopped the explosion. So, that's all I know. But in this show, his superpower is his Black Canary sonic scream, which makes explosions and car flips and stuff, which are shot in really, really bad slow motion, and it looks like a, a parody of Power Rangers. Where, like, yeah. it's like, boom, and it's slow-mo, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Power Rangers, it's kind of funny, because that's the point. In this, it's just stupid. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting to make a protagonist the cent have the central protagonist like be someone who can't talk mm-hmm. but they do it really badly yeah. you know for one th- thing you can't like follow along his sign like they made up an- their own like sign language system for him which is kind of neat and they thought that according to the actor himself anson mount they thought that like his sign language thing could become like this fan speak kind of language, like Klingon or Dothraki, oh as the show God. went on. And we get that popular or something because they thought it well out, I guess. But, uh, you know, maybe that's where all the budget went. Oh, I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I. <laughs> but it, it just, the character is just so dense. Yeah. To like everything, he and he's such like a blank slate that I can't be interested in him you know, at the all. The only personality that. traits that he has are that of an enormous asshole. Yeah, like uh, he just like walks out in the middle of the street. Um, so he uh, he, start, he starts running for he starts attacking the cops and he just attacks them, just rips their arms, starts breaking their arms instead of being like instead of doing his sign language thing. Which he doesn't do, and by the way, until like he explodes three different police cars and uh, breaks the arms of five different cops and is taken down to the police station and interrogated for two minutes, and then he doesn't like start signing or anything to indicate. Oh, by the way, I'm mute until like halfway through the conversation, and he's just like sitting there like an asshole, and the cops are like. Hey, can you tell us what you were doing? Why aren't you talking? What's going on? And the cops are thinking that he's some kind of asshole. And he could have just stopped all this by signing at them. And he they would have been like, okay, we don't understand this sign language, but we can tell that he's at least deaf. I mean, black mm-hmm. mute. I was, was going to say dumb, but I, I've been reading too much Victorian era books, and dumb isn't really a nice thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been reading some Poe lately, and some Lord Dunsany, and that's the per- and I wish I would, I wish that I, I wish that they that they enjoy, that, that, that they that had some kind of that sense of wonder or some or something in this stupid thing. It's a whole race of people that live on the fucking moon, and yeah. I can go wow at least once. Yeah, it's just a very generic like futuristic city. Uh, it's, it's not a really that set of the Hunger Games. <laughs> Pretty much, it looks exactly like the capital in the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. and they have like holographic. It's so weird that like they have these holographic screens, but somehow they don't know what a cell phone is. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Even um... though they have like walkie-talkie communicators too, so it's like, how have you not invented? a cell phone if you have invented like projector screens 
Yeah, I mean, in the comics, the Fantastic Four invented, like, a cell phone in the 60s, and the Inhumans knew about that one. But, I mean, the Fantastic Four don't exist, so we can't... Uh, they aren't shit. real. What's a Silver Surfer? What's a Mr. Fantastic? What's a Doctor Doom? What's a Galactus? <laughs> we, we can't have a Doctor Doom! What's a Watcher? What's a literally any cosmic Marvel concept that wasn't taken from the pages of Rom Space Knight? It's all imaginary, guys. It's not real. It's not, we don't have a cosmic multiverse or anything like that. <laughs> well, on a side note, is it just me or does the showrunner of Inhumans just generally bad at, like, uh, killing off parents? I guess, yeah. The, it's the black parents. Oh my god! The scene where Black Bolt killed his parents—it's hilarious. It's even more hilarious than the fucking Diddy Rand like dead mom. It's supposed scene. to be dramatic, but it's so dumb because young Black Bolt just says "why," and it's like in slow mo, and he has like this dumb deep voice, and we just see like his parents like instantly like demolished, oh, like they just explode. Yeah. There's, like, no context for even why he's even speaking at that moment. And, like, then we see, like, holes in the wall behind him and their shape. And it's like, oh, I guess he killed his parents. Rupert her mother. Feel sad for him. But they died in such a dumb, goofy way. I, I, thought, you, I thought you couldn't top the Danny Rand's dead Bob flying out <laughs> flying of the out a hole in the top of the plane. Like but she's no. lifted up on wires. And then the airplane. Who like crashes into this obviously fake background of the of like uh, the Himalayas or whatever it was? Yeah. It's so terrible! It's no. so hilariously bad. He somehow topped it and made it worse. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like this guy has just a fetish for dehumanize for like dehumanizing characters through the most basic and obvious humanizing trope of all time: the dead parents. And That's he how you still fucks to them. it up. He's, he's just got a fetish for making it, like, so inhuman. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> I just love the... Stupid. I just love the pretentiousness that it's supposed to be, like, this tr- presented as this tragic scene, but it's just so, it's so hilariously bad. over the top. And it just, like, zooms out and Black Bolt has a single tear. Single tear, yes, exactly. Oh, yes, yeah. way, way to portray that, that uh, quiet nobility that he had that wowed even Miss fucking fantastic guy because you know his black bolt's whole thing was he speaks without speaking he conveys his meanings through actions rather than anything else he looked like an emotionless robot but at the same time he was the most emotional and noble of them all he was black bolt the king of the inhumans jack kirby jack kirby that was his thing you fuckheads I can't believe how badly they screwed up his entire character. He just becomes this whole huge asshole who you think... All these characters are just really unlikable people. Yeah. Like, okay, so the Inhuman royal family operates on this meritocracy slash... uh, Nepotism! Yeah, but also it's like an oppressive regime because, like, only, like, the very top elite class of people live in luxury and comfort and then everyone else is working these mines to harvest like gem crystal things that they use to power their society so everyone else lives in essentially slave-like 
conditions. Whereas, like, people, like, with the most superior inhuman traits and genes, like the royal family, get to live comfortably. So, like, you know, the inhumans are, like, in this privileged position of power and comfort, and yet they're supposed to be, like, our heroes, yet they are extremely, like, prejudiced, you know, not only against the lower classes, like, because they believe in their system, and that, like, it's had beneficial for everyone, even though, like, so many people are, like, suffering and unhappy and resentful towards the system. Not only that, but they are discriminatory and racist against normal people who don't have inhuman powers or traits. Crystal literally says that she is disgusted with Maximus because he is human. Yeah, how dare he? No, no, and that's because, uh, because you know, the the whole original. The, the, there was a whole fucking because Chris, one of Crystal's biggest moments outside of being Johnny Storm's maybe future girlfriend was yelling at Maximus about how, oh, by the way, your whole prejudice thing is bullshit, and we're all both literally humans. And Maximus is like, no. Literally a 180 in the show. All these characterizations are like a 180 in the show. What the heck? You can actually, you know, sympathize with these dudes even though they're fighting the Fantastic Four because they're people. Mm -hmm. They're not the villain of the week. They're people. You like them. They're a family. They're stuck in a situation in a world they don't understand because of the awful actions of a racist dude who thinks that certain people, just because they're not this and this are more inhuman than him, who's he's, he's so special. And what eventually breaks his mind in the end and makes him go absolutely crazy, go nuts, is realizing, oh, we're both human in the end. Oh. It's so strange because these characters feel like they should be villain protagonists, if anything. Because... Like, they are not doing good things. You know, they're actively hurting most of their citizens by keeping the system in place and not caring about it. Mm -hmm. And then also when they go on Earth, you know, they cause a lot of damage. Uh, Black Bolt in particular, just out of obliviousness and carelessness. Yeah. But somehow the show wants us to sympathize with them. They're promoting privilege just like Wind River promoted white privilege. I guess, yeah. Human privilege. Fuck the humans. <laughs> and, like, I, apparently what they were going for is, like, you know, the, there is no clear good guy, bad guy, when, and that is completely skewed, exactly. when Maximus is clearly presented as this despicable bad guy, because he is like, conni- we see all of his scenes early on are him conniving to get the throne, obviously using the pretense of that he's going to f- help the people and bring everyone up, like, that it's obviously presented as something he doesn't actually believe in, but he's just rallying people to get on on his side so we can overthrow Black Bolt and take over. Like, so he's not a genuine character. He doesn't believe in his humanitarian cause at all. Uh, and at the very least, he acknowledges that there's a fucking problem. <laughs> he does, at the very least, is self-aware of that. Not that he actually cares about that. It seems, I, it really seems like he doesn't actually care about that. Because yeah. the show just presents him as this, like, sniveling, like, villain who wants to get in bed with Medusa and, like, is, he gets up wants to shaving your hair. Is just oh, jealous of his brother, so he wants to kill him, and all of these things. Like he's he's just a cliche bad guy, 
who has these pretense of like having noble motivations, which are obviously false. So that whole idea that he's like morally ambiguous does not ring true at all because no. the show com- constantly undermines it in the acting of the character and like the subtext of like his scenes. Oh, and uh, and they always have the scary dramatic music and the sl- and the really really obnoxious turning camera for every single scene that he's in, thus telling you, oh, this is the bad guy, this is the bad guy, be ba- be afraid of the bad guy, even though the royal family is really, really bad as well, especially Crystal, who's, not, who's just a spoiled rich brat with the teleporting dog. Mm. I mean, it certainly doesn't help that he's played by the same actor as Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones. Oh, gee. Yeah. Very morally ambiguous there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if we just put in a Game of Thrones character, everyone will think it's complex. Yeah, that'll give instant prestige to our show, even though Game of Thrones has gone downhill ever since they stopped following the books. Oh, and also Game of Thrones sets don't look like they're made of fucking foam. Yeah. Yeah. Every single piece of architecture in this oh, in this show looks awful. Like, yeah. The one thing that looks slightly good is, like, one of the first shots that you see, it's the Black Bull's throne room, and it's got um, things that look like they're attempting to be Jack Kirby's um, machinery-style lines and stuff on some black marble. And you can tell that it's shit and that it looks absolutely nothing like Jack Kirby's machinery lines, but they're trying to imitate it. But then everything else in the in the in the universe just looks so bad that you're like, God, I miss the I miss those really really shitty Kirby ripoffs. <laughs> Production wise, yeah. it still looks better than your average DC live action show, but that's a very low bar. Like, I mean, that's because they're using IMAX cameras for one, and the mm-hmm. second, like Hawaii, looks beautiful, right? Yeah. They, they chose a great location in that respect because those sweeping shots, just showing off the landscape of Hawaii, like the rich forest, the beautiful mountains, mm. like, th- it looks beautiful, you can't deny that. So, no. that's, they chose a good location. Unfortunately, the show itself does not make use of it in interesting ways, it's just like a backdrop. Yeah, so. and anything, any, any set that they constructed themselves, it looks very, 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 very bad. Yeah. Like, if and you... That not, and that does not serve favorably as a contrast with the Hawaii scenes. Yeah, you just wish you were back in Hawaii, and whenever yeah. you're on the planet, you wish you were in Blackpool's throne room, where it looked like they actually <laughs> put a modicum of effort into something. Back in the good old days, I watched this old uh, Christian videotape called McGee and Me. <laughs> Okay. Um, and there's one episode where um the, where the main character I think it was Kevin or something he goes to um he goes to one of his, the set of one of his favorite game shows and he and he's really really surprised that all the glitz and glamour was really really <laughs> fake and like when the camera like zooms in on uh, one of the sets something that looked kind of cool and metal on TV is just foam mm-hmm. and indeed humans especially in Black Bolt Cell like I just kept having flashbacks to that and I'm like. It's all foam! It's all fake! <laughs> you lied to me! <laughs> God, Black Bolt Cell was so... It was terrible. It was mm-hmm. so bad. It was just this big, stupid foam orb. Every single scene in there was nonsensical as fuck. Because it's like, hey, Black Bolt, why can't you escape right now? Because like, he's being 
surrounded by people, mm-hmm. and and they're grabbing him, and I'm like, why can't you use your electron powers and escape? Because you haven't explained your powers, but when they do explain yeah. his powers, it's like, why can't you just scream? And then when Doesn't Chris- want to kill his brother, of course. Oh, he doesn't want to kill his brother, who's saying he wants to, who, who's gloating about killing his family, because that that's always nice. <laughs> and then Crystal, for some reason, only is able to use her powers a total of once! But then this, this woman putting her hand over Crystal's mouth just stops her. But then at another scene where uh, where Maximus ha- is gloating over Crystal, nobody's holding her. And she's actually got Lockjaw next to her, and Lockjaw can teleport! <laughs> and then Lockjaw does try to teleport, but then she doesn't, you know, crystallize anybody when Lockjaw gets kicked the heck out. Also, Lockjaw doesn't have his, his cool little horns, which is stupid. Yeah, none of the characters have horns. Yeah, which is dumb. Not it's really horn. dumb in Lockjaw's case, because he's already CGI. Yeah, just put the horn on him. They, they just had uh, the symbol of the royal family, the symbol of Black Bolt, on his forehead. And that's like, oh, those are your horns, guys! Yeah, great. Uh, thanks. That's that's really good. See, um, I guess one compliment I could give the show is that the CGI uh, dog was not the worst-looking CG I've ever seen. No, I thought he was in the room. And by, like, yeah. in, like in the room as in, like, the characters were, didn't look like they were just flying around on wires when they got hit by him. It just, <laughs> it, it looked, it looked like it was happening. Yeah. Which is great for television shows. That's good, good on them. They did a good job with Lockjaw. But it's really obvious that they are trying to cut corners wherever they can. Because not only do they shave off Medusa's hair in the first episode, it seems like they've deliberately, like, engineered everything to be so that the characters don't have to use their powers all that often through strum contrivances and they take lockjaw away at the end of the first episode and just lock him up somewhere i guess so like he will not be involved i guess for some more episodes until they need him even though literally the only thing Lockjaw can't pass through is the negative zone which is basically like a condensed black hole of anti-dimensional energy, so good on you guys. That is ten. so and strange. And then Karnak got like a bump on the head, so he can't use his yeah. Tony Stark powers, which weren't even needed in the first place. Uh, and then Gorgon has just this. Uh, well, he's not going to be using his earthquake powers, I guess, on the beach. Yeah, unless he does. But, but like the worst thing about him is that his freaking like legs, horse legs, are just so Don't cheap legs. looking. They don't put, like, pants over them or anything. No, no. They always zoom out to show that he's wearing shorts, but they never even put, like, fur on them. So whenever it's zoomed out, you just see, like, the actor's legs. And you don't... But then when they zoom in on, like, Gorgon's actual legs, you can see goat legs. I didn't actually know until, like... (laughs) Halfway through the episode, they, uh, he still had goat legs. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I was like, I, I thought, I thought, is that supposed to be Gorgon? I, Gorgon's a goat man. Oh, oh, that is Gorgon. Okay. Again, like they're cutting corners everywhere. Just oh, yeah. to and they kill off show. Triton so they wouldn't have to yeah. have the fish makeup. Even though, like in his first appearance, Triton um, was in a bodysuit because he can't live out of water. <laughs> I mean, later they gave him, like, an apparatus so he could breathe outside of the water. But you could have still just put him in the fucking suit and been like, oh shit, he can't breathe outside of water. I don't even know why they even bothered to keep him in the show. Yeah, because they just, you just kill him off, kind yeah. of. They, they kill him off, but then they say that he's alive, even though they said that he's dead. So it's like, 
they're not even committing to the idea of the Inhumans because they're not willing to use their powers extensively. They keep, like, writing ways around using them or showing them or any of their, you know, actual inhuman body traits. It's like, why even bother doing the show if you're not going to commit to actually doing the show? There's plenty of non-powered superheroes that they could have totally promoted, like they could have had a Mockingbird, Hawkeye, Black Widow show, or they could have had a show about the actual Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., well, the Howling Commandos, if you will, because nobody cares about them more, I guess. You could have had... Another big, great example is the character of Oron, who in this show is Maximus's right hand. She is apparently a character in the comics, and in the comics she had yellow skin and large ears, and her ears granted her the ability to hear anyone by choosing a word and knowing where that person was. And in, and in the show, show she yeah. can heal herself. And she just looks like a normal person. She's just a thought that gets stabbed. So she's stabbed. the character in name early. And she and like she has no affiliation with Maximus in the comics. So like they just took the name of some random character. And then they completely changed her. And it's like, oh, guys, see? This character is in the show, except not really. It's like, why even bother? Fucking Justice League Unlimited had more respect for Hitman when it just name-dropped Tommy Magahan out of nowhere. <laughs> like, that's like that's a better use for the character, but you're just name-dropping them out of nowhere than just taking a completely different character and putting them in just so that, um, just so, um, Snively can have his own little Snively. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not interesting. Oh, yeah, and I love it whenever they try to ha- make the in- inhuman, like, populace look inhuman. Most of the time, it's just a bunch of white dudes. Yeah. They're very not diverse. No. For, uh, for, for Which an- makes it even more strange that Gorgon and Karnak are cousins of Black Bolt. Yeah, they're black and Asian. Which makes no sense because there's no black or Asian people anywhere yeah. in the fucking show. And um, they're not even diverse in terms of, like, just having animal ears or having wings. No, or having... most of them are normal people. Yeah, they'll have some people like a, like, some weird bumps on their heads occasionally, but they couldn't even be bothered just to go down to the local party city and get some uh, $2, <laughs> like, hairy armbands. Or, really just like, or just, like, putting some horns on somebody, or just getting a pair of uh, fake wings from last year's uh, company Halloween party. Why the fuck are you all so lazy? You have the budget for this. You have the budget. Ah, they yeah. spent all the budget on that sign language. Oh, oh I <laughs> forgot. And that one scene with the dude who has the uh, weird projector eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just this random character who appears once yeah. to just display imagery. Oh no, there's Triton getting shot. Okay, there's one less effect we have to do. <laughs> What do you mean? What? I mean, apparently that was makeup. They did put makeup on the actor. I mean, the makeup stuff. was worse than the um uh, than the Silurans from Doctor Who. So, so and that, I'm, t- I'm talking about the '60s ones. Wow, <laughs> it was bad. That's a like like yeah. it's, it's not hard to do the creature from the Black Lagoon. Every makeup artist knows how to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And they just and they like intentionally kept not showing his face a lot of the time, or when his face was like kind of close, they blurred it because they were not proud of this makeup effect at all. And it took like three hours to apply it on the dude too every day they filmed. So it's like, 
Wow. And his All only scene is him for... falling down. Nothing. His only scene is a two-second clip of him falling down, and they only... And I they mean, we have... did get into the theater late, and apparently the episode opens up with a scene of him, like, jumping into the sea after being chased, you know? So maybe we saw more of him then. Even but... then, I'm assuming that wasn't a long scene. Yeah. No, that was just, like, a basic We didn't opening. come in yeah. too late. We, come in, we came in, like, two minutes late, so... Yeah, and then the only other scene that showed throughout the entire movie was was him getting shot, at, yeah. um, and then like at various close up length with it's all the same scene, but just obviously shot with different cameras, and it was very 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 sad. Oh, poor Triton, he he died as he lived, <laughs> useless as fuck. <laughs> Um, it would have been so cool if you just literally ripped the plot of the first comic series, which is the the royal family escapes. And Maximus sends the Seeker after them, and manages to capture Triton, and Gorgon has been taken in by Maximus, and thinks that Black Bolt and the rest of his family have turned traitor, and Gorgon wants to find out why. And the Diabolical Seeker will stop at nothing to find the royal family who just want to be left in peace. I mean, that certainly sounds more interesting than... Oh, Maximus chose a coup, and then they all escape to Hawaii, but the dog is stupid, so they all end up in different locations. Yeah. And then Maximus sends his proud but incompetent second-in-command to go hunt down Medusa. I mean, and she not, gets she's stabbed. not as incompetent as Medusa, who thinks that getting stabbed in the gut means somebody's dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, the big stinger at the end. So she leaves. Credits. Yeah, she, she apparently waits for hours to mm. heal herself i don't know i guess she was knocked out but like you know she gets stabbed during the day and then it's like night when she like wakes up and heals How herself did no one see the body they're just because kind of she park- covered it up with a tarp they're oh because nobody drove that fucking car yeah so i guess that car was about- abandoned <laughs> and a, a bunch of cars got their windshields and shit smacked in so you would it's expect true. Yeah. i don't know why no one called the police to investigate yeah. uh, that's hawaii that's just, just a normal thing <laughs> i have to car for the course guys because uh Tourists totally aren't the most angry people in the world. Oh, yeah. And, and then, like, Medusa just stabs her in the gut and then walks away after throwing a tarp over her. And the big reveal is, oh, she's still alive! She's still alive, and she has healing powers, and she's calling in other, like, characters to help her who I don't care about. I don't recognize them. I don't, they're probably fodder. And... As far as we know, they're not even characters from... Well, they're, they're characters from the comics, but they're not in their original incarnations. Did you recognize any of them by design? At no. All? I, I, don't rec- I don't recognize literally any of them. And, um, there were a lot of Inhumans show and, like during the first few issues. Like They're basically proto-new gods. So, like, there's a proto-light ray... There was a proto fastback. There's a pro. There's, there's a few other ones and proto black racer. And I don't know their actual names, but I mean they were there, and I could mm-hmm. recognize them on sight by their costumes and by their abilities. But fuck these new guys. I bet they're characters that are beloved by people who love the Inhumans. <laughs> Jesus, heck. They're probably just X-Men stand-ins like the rest. This show... I can't say that it was cheaply made just because they got the IMAX dollars to make it look sorta good, but 
I felt like there wasn't a lot of effort put into it in terms of like actually like making it stand out and feel like a very well put together interesting show. About? They had so many wonderful spinning shots where they would, where Maximus would say a line and it would go like boom and then Crystal would say a line and they would go like boom. <laughs> I mean they the only use their IMAX dollars really well. But it looked like yeah. the only reason they shot on Hawaii was to get like the tax exemptions and you know so through the taxes really? I mean everything about the show screams like we want to do in humans because the company is pushing it Marvel wants this to happen but it's impossible to do this on the scale that would be required to do it right on a TV budget so we have to cut corners but we're not going to put effort into, like, the storytelling to justify cutting these corners and still making a compelling show. I I'm sure that there are people, there's always people who are actually passionate about what they're doing, even on, like, the worst of shows. But to me, it felt like just from, like, the hires up, this felt really, like, phoned in. Like, they want it in humans to happen, and they know that, like, there are going to be people who will watch anything Marvel... And they'll go even go to the theaters to watch it. So let's just make this happen. But it seems like no one actually had faith in it. Yeah, it just felt like it was some, it was just plopped out as an afterthought, especially after Marvel's kind of sort of half given up on the whole we're replacing the X Men with the Inhumans thing because the X Men have comics now. Yeah. They just recently gave the uh, X-Men comics again. I mean, they're not promoting them, they're not putting good writers on them, and Wolverine is still dead, and they're not actually going to, you know, do anything with them, but they know that people are starting to figure out that, oh, shit, what Marvel's doing with the Inhumans is literally nothing more than pushing a bunch of D-listers because they can't get toy rights to the A-listers. Yeah, I mean... They were trying to kill off the X-Men by having the X-Men be poisoned by the Inhumans gene. Terrigen Mist, I think it's called, or whatever. They're trying to have the X-Men be poisoned and sterilized by the, the Terrigen Mist so that existing X-Men would be would die off and they would not reproduce so no new X-Men could be created in the Marvel Universe. So by doing that, they could... You know, get rid of the X-Men wholesale, and you only the Inhumans would be left behind. Because that makes the new... That makes the That would look, so look, look, look. make fans happy, right? Uh, the fans oh, totally yeah. want that. The fans yeah. will totally warm up to the Inhumans if they literally are responsible for killing off the X-Men, who they have loved for decades. Because uh, new Inhumans are totally made by various humans just giving birth to Inhumans. Because that works, right? Homo sapiens <laughs> give birth to Homo sapiens. Oh, shit! It's a miracle! Oh, God. The, the new status quo in the Marvel Universe is that the Inhumans... Uh, and in the, this is explained in the movie, too, kind of, in a bunch of throwaway lines, that various Inhumans have been being born on Earth, and nobody knows why, and they're getting shunned and stuff. And basically what you know, basically how the X-Men and various mutants are made. They're just, various mutations happen, and then, oh shit, I, oh shit, my baby has um, snicked bulb powers, or oh shit, my baby is Cable. <laughs> Stuff like that. Except it's with the Inhumans, even though that makes absolutely no sense, because yeah. it was established in the very first appearance of the Inhumans that the Inhumans are literally nothing more than humans with access to gene 
sequencing technology. And I, they probably did something weird in the comic universe to make this happen because they did a kind of hard soft reboot recently and it was stupid and nobody cared because <laughs> nobody cares about anything at Marvel except for stuff like The Vision and Moon Knight and all the stuff that's actually legitimately good. Mm-hmm. But none of this shit's good, so fuck that. But no, man, we gotta kill off the X-Men even harder than we have and fuck the X-Men. The Inhumans are your X-Men now. They are so oppressed. Just look at that oppressed royal family. Oh, yeah. they're wow. so I, I so feel bad for, like, rich royal people who have never had to work in those mines like everyone else. Oh, I feel bad for Ultra Ball Head, who sits in her room all day listening to music yeah. like a normal, cool teenager. Because if you think about teenagers and what they do in their free time, they just sit on their beds listening to them iPods. I think that, I mean, Krister literally was doing that in the show. That's the, that's I think the, the worst thing about the Inhumans as presented in the show is that they are so privileged, yet they are not self-aware of that, and they do not care about anyone else but themselves. They don't. It's so infuriating. It's just completely contrary to the basic laws of the characters. They're not the Silver Surfer. They don't have these weird, detached feelings. And it's really obnoxious that the show's version of the Inhumans is basically just the X-Men. Yeah, except they're all even bigger assholes. I mean, everyone knows Wolverine and Cyclops. Wolverine's a lovable asshole. Cyclops is an asshole because he's poorly written a lot of the time. And in the end, he was right! Gene! I mean, at least they had actual, like, motivations. There was actually right reasons why they behaved the way they did. Yeah. And then in the show, it's just because... Because they look down on everyone else. Yes, but And Black Bolt, I guess, is like hiding hidden like sadness because he killed his parents in a really dumb way. His parents. That makes him a very tragic character, I guess. Because that's totally a a good reason. We totally makes us. It totally makes us relate more, more to him than characters who are literally ostracized just because they had the misfortune of being born. Like, literally that one kid that Maximus uses because he can see the future, who, like, everyone is shitting on because at first it appears like he doesn't have a power. So, I don't know what you're trying to do here. It's just a really, really bad attempt to cash in on the Inhumans are the X-Men now, but the problem is the X-Men have been gaining a lot of their lost momentum lately because of nerds have been yelling about how the Inhumans have been replacing the X-Men. The X-Men movies are getting moderately popular again thanks to Deadpool and Age of Apocalypse. The new one. I don't know about Age of Apocalypse. That was not a well It wasn't a well movie. Re- received movie. But Logan was. Logan yeah, definitely. Great. That, gave, that got a lot of critical yeah, Logan buzz. just completely blew their plans out of the fucking water. Because they're like, oh, Deadpool's not an X-Men, so it'll be fine. Then Logan happens, and they're like, oh shit, better kill Wolverine again. It'd make him even deader. <laughs> <laughs> He's already in the grave, but we put him in deeper grave. We're, we're gonna kill him harder than we killed Bruce we're gonna destroy his grave, then build another grave on top of it. Destroy that grave, feed into some dogs, and then we're gonna kill the dogs and put them in a grave. <laughs> the best thing about it was that they made a great, compelling story without even with, with, 
with only touching on the basest elements of Old Man Logan. Mm. Because, uh, like, I, I think Marvel's whole mentality was, ha ha, how are you gonna make Old Man Logan without Hawkeye or the or the Incredible Hulk or Red Skull? And they just go and do it and they make it good. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit! <laughs> because maybe making really personal stories really fueled by great characterization and this iconic character that Hugh Jackman has built up over the course of 15 plus years and really focus on that and his relationship with Patrick Stewart's Professor Xavier, which also has been built up for 15 plus years, and that close connection, and just focus on a movie built around that relationship and Wolverine's relationship with, like, a daughter figure after having, like, lost all of his friends and loved ones and now trying to, like, move on and protect a new generation of X-Men and be a hero for in his, like, final days of his life, one big last stand. You know, maybe that kind of story would be successful. Now let's just do it humans. And humans! <laughs> Fuck yes! Unlikable assholes everywhere! God, it's like everybody's cyclops as worse! <laughs> They're always right! They're all they're they're assholes, but don't worry, guys. They're right. And, and the worst thing that ever happened to them was getting a goddamn haircut. Now someone just has to scream Gene, and then it's all gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Let's change Medusa's name to Gene, so Black Bolt, whenever he's <laughs> trying to make an explodey explode, will be like Gene, <laughs> <laughs> and just explosions ripple out from the punch dimension. And then, all, and then, for some reason, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are suddenly inhumans instead of weird Russian Nazi experiments because communists and Nazis are the same thing. We swear, guys. Avengers Two wasn't a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> F- fucking humans. It's 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 so bad. It just it chips over um one hundred year leg uh, the one hundred year legacy of one of the greatest men to ever live on his one uh, on his one hundredth anniversary. Because fuck you, we want to kill another one of Jack Kirby's, one of Jack Kirby's babies. I mean, the X-Men wasn't even a thing he was very interested in. The Inhumans was something he was very interested in, but X-Men, no, he he didn't care that much, but... I mean, literally, this show is made because Marvel wants a franchise that they can have control of that's like the X-Men, but not the X-Men, because they can't have the X-Men, because Fox has the X-Men. Yeah, so... And so, the Inhumans are kind of like the X-Men, except they're not the X-Men, so they want to make them the new X-Men. Yeah, and so that's one they really wanted this to happen. They were thinking if this show is successful, then they can make it into a film in Phase 4. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Yep, and then they want to replace the family dynamic and the cosmic explorer thing that the and the da- and the slightly detached but down to earth like characters that you can um, really relate to as they're going along their weird wild adventures thing that the Fantastic Four had, and they're not doing it right because they don't give a shit about literally any of them. Crystal's not Johnny Storm. Go yeah. away. Stop stop using my Jack Kirby babies to kill my Jack Kirby babies because you want money. Read the original Inhumans comics if you want good Inhuman stories. Do not watch this TV show because you won't get the Inhumans. You'll get a cheap impersonation of them that completely gets their characterizations and concept wrong. 
Yeah, just it's it's Jack Kirby's hundredth anniversary. Go out and buy some of the stuff that DC is doing for it because it's all really really good. Come on, the Commandy Challenge is great. The New Gods is great. Honor the Dead Boy who made all of this weird manga anime comicy thing possible because it's his fault. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Jack Kirby's b- b- the best. I don't give a shit. Nobody else did anything. Who the fuck is Will Eisner or Osamu Tezuka? It's recent comics. They're good. I'm so, so tired of Marvel just shitting all over people's legacies. Oh, you know what's really, really ironic? Mm-hmm. Um, this year's new initiative is called Marvel Legacy. Where Marvel... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's Mar- Marvel's big thing that they're pushing now is that, um, it, everybody's heard of the controversy where, um, a Marvel executive, um, said that, uh, readers don't want social issues. We've been focusing on social issues and readers don't want social issues. They just want superheroes and they want their superheroes, not the racially diverse ones that we've been pushing. That, like, generated a lot of buzz because, it's partially true and partially not. But to address this, they're doing Marvel Legacy, in which they do the exact same thing that they've always done, but they try to do it under the banner of, hey, we're paying homage to our past. For reals, yo! Miles Morales is totally a thing we should be focusing on instead of Namor the Submariner, or the Fantastic Four and the Human Fucking Torch, the Android one. Ugh. So yeah, this is this is this is all part of their great initiative to totally not bury the past. We swear. Make sure to read that Mockingbird 2016, in which Mockingbird says that because of Captain America and Namor and the Android Human Torch, women weren't allowed to be superheroes. Wow. Because that's a thing, right? Right, guys? Is this is why manga's doing? ethnically superior. Even uh, manga is known for its poor treatment of women, and even it's more respectful to women and minorities than fucking comic books are nowadays, unless you're reading DC. Yeah. Or Image, or Dark Horse, or literally any comic publisher but Marvel. Because minorities, characters, people, history, legacies. It's nothing but just, it's something to be exploited. It's a paycheck. It's a number. It's an extra zero. Fuck black people. We, but we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna shove them in everything because we don't care about like actual black people, but we care about the, the money that they'll spend and the money white people who think that they know everything that black people want will spend to get, I don't know, Fucking Miles Morales or the new Wasp or whatever, because that's that's how we integrate people. That's how we move forward as a society. That's how we do things around here. Fuck yeah, money in white people's pockets. I hate Marvel so much. I really wow. hate Marvel. They're so racist. It hurts. And in humans, it's just even more racist. Now they're being racist against the entire human race. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. There's certainly a lot uh, you can read into the Inhumans as a reflection of our society today and the problems with it. It's, uh, it's too bad it's not intentional it's, subtext. It's But a poor result of the actual beliefs of the people working on the show. Whoa. (laughs) Remember, kids, human race is bad, and the Inhumans are better than you. Even if they break your phone and they blow up your cars. Also, cops are bad and racist because they beat up Black Bolt. Because Black Bolt totally didn't have it coming for assaulting, like, everybody in the town of Honolulu. Hashtag Uh Black Bolt did nothing wrong. 
I mean, the whole cops beating scene was, I think it was, it was <laughs> hilarious. Like, like, I think it was supposed to be some sort of um, commentary on police brutality or something. Uh, he deserved yeah. it, though. <laughs> he literally just destroyed a police vehicle. Yeah. He was a danger to everyone around him. And he stole an expensive suit from a store. I also find like, it funny that he can, like, fucking destroy things with his voice. But he's beaten down by a bunch of sticks. The police brutality technically made sense in that scene because he had shown he would not be handcuffed and he would not go quietly. Yeah. And they were to, they were trying to take him down before he could blow up any more buildings. Yeah, they How were yeah. doing their job. They're trying to knock him the fuck out so he would not get, so he wouldn't break any more people's arms. They were being responsible. They gave him chances before they resorted to, you know, beating him. It's not their fault. He did not step down when he should have. Hashtag Black Bolt Lives Matter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so that, I hope that I wonder if that will actually be an actual hashtag someone's when the show it. hits. Someone's gonna god. do it. Oh no! I love it when Marvel shows and Marvel stuff in general tries to generate hashtag buzz. And they're totally gonna dip to the lowest common denominator and they do really some are. shit like that, like inhuman lives matter or inhumans or humans or some shit oh, like that. Oh no, if they do that, oh, that'll geez. be so bad. <laughs> At least the Iron Fist guy has, a, has some more padding for his belt and his track record of, I'm a racist fuck, even when I'm trying to generate narratives protesting racism, I just make them more racist. I don't know how I'm doing this. How he also I... has a weird obsession with privilege. Cause... That's true, considering Danny Rand really yeah. exercises his privilege. And, like, the, fuck, the fucking writers of Defenders even, like, they like criticize, criticize the fact that Danny Rand is literally the embodiment of fucking white privilege. I yeah. don't know if they, he really learns his lesson. Though. He doesn't. The whole, whole point of that <laughs> season of Defenders is that Danny Rand is a terrible human being <laughs> and a fucking idiot. All the problems that happened in that season are because of him being an incompetent ass. I mean, that is literally true. <laughs> Everybody who actually knew what the heck an Iron Fist was thought that it was like cultural appropriation, the comic, when it really, really wasn't. Yeah. And it was obvious Iron Fist was set out to address that by uh, making a lot of things about Danny Rand's obvious privilege and how he's kind of taking this oriental jujitsu from actual Asian culture but it just created this narrative about this privileged white dude being privileged and holy shit Jesus Christ who this dude's an asshole who thinks that it's okay to physically threaten people and almost kill them yeah. Let's go just kill. like Black Bolt. Yeah, that's totally okay. Let's go kill innocent black teenagers on the street who are being blackmailed into selling drugs. Danny Rand did nothing wrong, guys. It's I almost swear. like he's got like Danny Rand has some Randian philosophy. A is oh, A, motherfuckers. Oh. Anything bad is just is bad because it's bad. Black is black, white is white. Black is bad. Especially in this case. Uh, pretty black and white. That Inhumans is not a good show, and you shouldn't watch it, and it'll probably be canceled after this first season. And no. hopefully they fire that showrunner. Please. Yeah. Don't make him become M. Night Shyamalan, in which he gets work no matter what. Just, I just fire the dude... Make sure he lives in a cardboard box or he becomes the next George Lucas and that nobody will work with him unless they have somebody telling him no. I swear, yeah. if, he, if he's actually helming Iron Fist Season 2, I'm going to fucking scream. 
I would ask how you would make this show better, but the obvious answer is maybe make it like the comics in terms of how they characterize the inhuman royal family. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty obvious to me. Instead, I'll ask, do you think that if they had actually gone ahead and made this a movie, would it have been better in any way? I, um, they seem to have been, um, lifting the idea of a manhunt for the royal family. Mm-hmm. And if they did it in the context of a movie, I think that they might have made some smarter decisions in that there would have been more scenes focusing on the society itself. They probably would have been stuck on Earth together because they can't spend time, like, individually characterizing everybody. They have to characterize them individually, but also as a group because it's a team. And it probably would have been better if it had been under the constraint of a movie, and they probably wouldn't have given it to a showrunner. They would have given it to a movie writer. Yeah. And also we could have totally written it off as just a shitty movie. I mean... People still read Thor. People still buy Thor stuff, even though every single Thor movie's been a wash. But now the Inhumans' name is... It's mud. It's mud yeah. forever, just like anything to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. It's gone forever. It's screwed up. And we could have had, like, a movie where, like, people actually use their powers or something. This would have yeah. been... Uh, That's one uh, thing that could have really helped if this was a movie. More budget and freedom to have them use their powers. Yeah. So show, hey, these are inhuman... Technically, yeah, they're technically humans, and um, and it would have totally gone for, with the smarry. Oh, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> um, uh, moral at the end, that because uh, that's that's the whole moral of the Inhumans. That's the moral of the TV show that they're obviously going for, in that everybody's human mm-hmm. in the end. Yay! Whoa! It could have just kill me. Yeah, it, it's just stupid. I guess the second thing I'll ask is, since we only watched the first two episodes, when the entire season is done, do you want to do a follow-up podcast? Yes! The entire season. Yes, that was one of the funniest things I've seen on television. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing. (laughs) I'm having Iron Fist flashbacks right now. (laughs) But Iron Fist was so good for you. No. Up the Ran tried to kill one of his childhood friends by throwing him off a building. We're never gonna get a Heroes for Hire television series centered around how ev- it, it's the '80s boom right now. It's an '80s boom, and nobody's making a Heroes for Hire television series about two cop-like people who don't play by the rules going through the streets of New York City and beating up people and being like, and, and quipping at each other where one guy's the stoic straight man and the other one's a jive-talking black dude who don't play by the rules. It's such a shame because in Defenders, they seem that they were sparkling some chemistry between Danny and Luke, but... Nope, we're just going to get Iron Fist Season 2, just about Iron Fist himself again. White privilege. (laughs) I just want the A-team except with two people. Yeah. (laughs) I just want that. (laughs) Please. Heroes for Hire, the TV show, would have, like, this is the one time in history where that could actually happen, because it's the 80s boom. It's Stranger Things. Oh, boy. Make the Heroes for Hire a thing. That's like the, like, it's a buddy cop movies. Need, are, they're going to come back. It's, it's going to happen. It would be Lethal Weapon, the TV show. Yeah, that's what it would be. But no, no, man, we got this. That's unfortunate, as is many of the network Marvel TV shows. 
Uh, and the Netflix shows aren't immune to this anymore, either. Well, we'll have to see how the rest of the Inhumans plays out, as we will definitely be reconvening to review the entire season at a later date. But I think this wraps up our thoughts of the theatrical screening of the first two episodes. Thank you once again, Jonathan, for coming aboard the show. I love ya kids. We love you too. Where can the good people find you? Find me at Boneheaded Brexit. I occasionally post shitty things, conspiracy theories, and... Probably something Sonic-related. And that's at Boneheaded Braxton on Twitter. Yes, that is, that is my life. That is where I live. Everybody should love me. I'm friends with Greg Ayers, so that means that everybody else should be friends with me. That's true. hey <laughs> <laughs> And you, Wee Lord, where can the good people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. That's V-L-O-R-D-G-T-Z. Um, and yeah, just hit me up if you want to talk about anything. Conan, JoJo, Slayers, I don't really care. Can you send me dick pics? I already send you dick pics. No, not you don't send enough! Uh, I have to, like, split them between you and Ivan. <laughs> it's, it's just, it just gets too difficult. <sighs> Damn it. As for me, you can find me as Lum Ramayasha on Twitter as at... Lum Ramayasha on my enemy list and on Emerson Revelation. Basically, anywhere that I am, you'll find me under the name Lum Ramayasha. As for the show, you can follow us on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks, on Tumblr at mangamavericks.tumblr.com, on iTunes, Manga Mavericks. We definitely would appreciate any ratings and reviews that really helps the show out. As does subscribing to us on our YouTube channel. Just search for Manga Mavericks. Remember, guys, we need those 100 subscribers to get our custom URL. So please subscribe, like, and comment on our content on there. And then you can also find the show, of course, first on all-comic.com. Every podcast of ours goes up on there first. And you can follow the site on Twitter as at all underscore comic. And, yeah, that does it for this episode of Manga Mavericks at Movies talking about Marvel's Inhumans. It was shit. Hachimachi, it stinks! It does. (laughs) And (laughs) we're gonna have to whiff more of it for six more episodes every Friday night on ABC. Uh, so enjoy our silent suffering until we see you in the next one. Sayonara! Later. That's not actually saying goodbye, that's it's a greeting, but Kumbanwa! <laughs> <laughs>
Have we come to the bitter?